0: Greetings my friends and welcome to the next episode of Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer recording live under the umbrella of Hardwater One here in the Valley of the Sun. It is Friday and that means we have a special edition of Highly Functional coming your way with Dr. Brienne showman Brown so how's it going dr. Brown it's
1: another amazing day
0: fantastic so understand today we're gonna be diving into some meal prep and planning and uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about why you feel this is so important to any athlete or even the average person who wants to create some positive physical results
1: meal prep meal planning I think it's important for a couple different reasons. One, it just makes our lives easier. It gives us a little bit more discipline in our lives, helps keep us a little bit more organized, but also it just helps keep us on track throughout the week. If you spend time meal prepping, you go throughout your week pretty much already knowing what you're gonna eat, you don't have to think about it, so it takes mental power or mental fatigue off of you a little bit. Uh, It also just lets you Go quicker in your evenings and in your mornings as far as you can just grab what you need and get out the door. You can come home, grab what you need to make your meal and you're done.
0: So, this idea meets with great, vast amounts of resistance from lots of people, because A, it's like, I don't want to cook, or B, I don't want to have to cook that much, or I don't want to have to donate an entire day to this, you know, um, you know, I don't want to carry my food with me. Like, there's all these different things that people claim that they don't want, while at the same time claiming that they want the result all these things will give them. So. What are some of the things that you personally do to make meal prep much easier, much simpler, to sort of, like you said, offload the mental energy that people waste, and what does it look like for you?
1: So for me, one super important thing is I use my crock pot several times a week. Uh, Usually on Sundays, I will put something in there all day. I'll take that out before I go to bed, clean it. I'll put something in there overnight. Automatically, that gives me several different things to work with or a couple different things to work with for the week. And then I may also on Sunday evenings throw something on the grill as well. So I have a good variety of different uh, proteins that I can work with for the week and just throw those in different meals uh, as I go or eat as snacks as I go.
0: So you're basically like slow cooking meats or grilling meats and then storing that, refrigerating that for the week, kind of using it as like leftover, leftover kind of a thing? Correct.
1: And then along with that, uh, typically before I go grocery shopping, I plan out my meals for the week and what I want to do. And so I'll spend time cutting up all my vegetables on Sunday. So just take like an hour or two, cut up all the vegetables I'm going to need for the week, whether it be for snacks, whether it be for meals, that way. When I need it, I can just grab it and
0: use it. And so, when you're um, producing all this food, right? You're you're cooking the meats, you're chopping the vegetables. Is there an easy way for you to recommend that people could actually keep track of, or um, you know, sort of portion the stuff out so that they don't have to worry about it every single day of the week?
1: So I use plastic containers that I know how much they hold, and so like I eat red peppers a lot for snacks, so I will c- cut them up and I'll put them in each of their con- in containers and I'll, I know exactly how much is in them and then I'll just put all those in the fridge. So then I can, whenever I want those, I can just grab the container, know exactly how much is in it and go throughout the day. Same thing for if I'm cutting up some vegetables I know I'm gonna be using, say, Wednesday night to make a meal. I can measure everything out, put them in those containers. That way I can just open that container, dump it in the pan and start sauteing it and I'm good to go.
0: Right. So basically in your world, like the, the way that it works best for you is you're you're pre cooking all your meats, right? You you've invested in some some inexpensive plastic containers, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. right? And then you're portioning everything out so that it's just easy grab and go type stuff. Correct. And so would you recommend that particular method to to your nutrition clients and to other people who want to kind of get on this train?
1: It's what I suggest to people, mainly because it works for me and it's super easy, but also because I know whether you're an athlete, whether you are a soccer mom, whether you are a dad who's taking your, your the kid to the baseball practice, whatever it may be, we live busy lives. For me, I may be at my office till eight o'clock at night. For the other person, they may be at a practice with their child until eight o'clock at night. So then there's the option of, do I go get fast food because it's quick and easy and I'm starving? or I can go home where all my vegetables are already cut up. All you need to do is throw it in a pan, heat them up, throw in some meat and we're good to go. So it's just a very easy and simple way to eat healthy when you live a very busy life.
0: Yeah. And so this kind of touches on the idea of planning, right? Because, you know, it's like we said earlier, everyone wants the result that a, that a good diet and good movement will give them. However, very few people are actually willing to set aside the time or dedicate the energy that it takes to create that sort of system, that little black box that produces the result. And so when it's coming down to the wire, like what you're talking about, and hey, you're tired, you know, you don't want to cook tonight. You don't want to have to go and buy groceries or whatever the case may be. And so in your experience, you know, know how does planning impact your result in a positive way
1: I think personally it takes a lot of stress off of you you spend one day planning everything out for the week and then the rest of the week you really don't have to think about it you don't have to plan anymore it's just go through the motions take action and do it the other really cool thing I like with planning things out is if you are someone who's tracking your macros tracking your food intake if you know you are going to a business dinner or out with friends that evening, you can plan around that. You know your caloric intake is probably gonna be a little bit higher, so you can adjust for that earlier in the day. Maybe just eat a little bit of lighter breakfast, a little bit lighter lunch, uh, knowing that you're gonna go into that bigger meal later.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a built-in form of tracking your food, right? Because if you, you, look, if you create a container of food and you've, you've gauged it once, you know, every time you create that same container of food, you know roughly the calories are going to be similar. So it really makes it simple for you to go in and say, you know, hey, I had this, this, and this, and I already know it was worth X, Y, and Z calories, so I know where I'm at for the day.
1: Exactly. Like, for me, I one, I'm a very routine person, so it helps anyway, but I eat very similar every day. My meal prep, my planning, and my knowing what I'm eating on a daily basis. In my head now, I have it down to like 100, 200 calories knowing where I'm gonna be at just because I know this container has this food in it. It's gonna have you know this much and it just makes it easier.
0: And it also touches on this idea of trackability, right, accountability or discipline, however you want to choose to look at those things. And at the end of the day, if you've got a container of food and you already know what that is, it makes it really easy to log Yes. and sort of keep track of, you know, on your phone or whatever application you use. And that sort of begs the question, you know, do you recommend that people actually use a food log? And if so, why?
1: Uh, 100%, if you are trying to live a healthier life, if you're trying to lose weight at all, gain muscle, whatever it may be, you need to be doing a food log for a couple reasons. One, majority of people I work with are significantly under eating and don't realize it. It is so easy to eat low calorie foods and less of them and therefore causing very under caloric state in your body. If you would have entered this in the food log, you would have you know, people would have noticed this up front. But because people aren't entering it, they're just eating what they think is healthy for them, it's not seen. The other thing is if you are actually tracking your numbers or want to know what your numbers are, it's the only way to truly see what you're eating and what you're taking in.
0: And this touches on this idea, I think a lot of people are unaware of the fact that if you create too much of a caloric deficit, that you're actually going to plateau and stay there. A lot of science and a lot of reality behind the idea of Keiko, you know, calories in, calories out. There's also a lot of reality and science behind your hormonal response to what you're eating, your activity levels, and then the fact that if you put your body in starvation mode, it's going to hold on to more of its fat because it, pres- it prefers that energy to the quick energy.
1: I will say the majority of my clients that I work with, I'm increasing them straight off the bat, 500, 800 calories. And these are people that have plateaued and want to lose weight, and I'm increasing what they're taking in. And once I increase, their weight falls off pretty fast.
0: Yeah, I'm totally guilty of that. I, uh, when I started tracking my food intake, I realized that I was barely getting 2,000 calories as a six foot two, 200 pound male, who was active and working out and lifting weights. You know, I could easily add a thousand calories and and not even, you know, not even upset the apple cart at all. It actually would benefit me, but because the quantities of food that I was eating were clean. They could be larger, and I felt like I was eating more food, even though I was eating less calories.
1: Yes, completely. And that's where a lot of my clients struggle because I do increase their caloric intake, and they tell me, you know, I'm not hungry. I can't eat that much. So then it's figuring out, well, what? How can we work around this? And that's when I started going into, well, maybe let's do some sweet potatoes, because you know they're more caloric dense or maybe we have to do a protein shake in order to get calories in you. The other really good thing and why I do such a higher fat ratio with a lot of people is because it's higher caloric density and it's less volume. You can get a lot of calories in just one or two tablespoons of oil. So add a couple of tablespoons of oil to the vegetables you're cooking and it's so easy to get some of those calories added.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, for me to bridge the gap, I really have to I really have to up the fats cuz I mean, I'm not going to eat some of the, you know, hyper palatable foods, you know, like breads and crackers and all of that sort of stuff. That sugary type stuff, I know it's going to create inflammation in my body, so I want to avoid that. So really the only way for me to bridge the gap is to eat more of the stuff that's good for me but also include dense doses of fat like what you're talking about with the oils and the avocado and that sort of thing sort of leads us back to the food log piece like for me when i started tracking my food it was like an epiphany because i realized that the the amount of food that i thought i was eating once i shifted to the clean mode was nowhere near nowhere near the number of calories that i thought i was actually getting i didn't realize like you could buy you know one of these pound Um, packages of greens, for example, you know, organic greens, and, you know, you look at the caloric uh, value on the label, and there might be 120 calories in the entire (laughs) package of greens. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, I mean, at the end of the day, you'd have to eat bucket loads of that, right? So there's just no way to bridge the gap if all you're eating is greens. Correct.
1: And that's why, like, I do a good mix of And part of it is, for me personally, I've done this long enough that I know what vegetables have a little bit of a higher caloric content versus others. And so it's really easy for me um, on my days that I do double workouts and I know I need to take more calories in, I'll eat more of those vegetables that have a little bit of higher carbohydrate concentration in them because I know I need those a little bit more calories versus, you know, Sunday when I have my rest day and I don't need quite as much, I'll eat a little bit of the lesser caloric dense vegetables. So once you get an understanding of what vegetables, what fruits have, what in them as far as that caloric denseness, you can really adjust day to day.
0: So let's take it the other way, though, and let's look at people who maybe are eating, you know, just a ton of crap, right, just a, just boatloads load of shitty food, and of course, shitty food is loaded with calories and you can really consume a lot of it and not feel like you've eaten a lot of it, which Mm -hmm. is sort of the opposite. Yes. So when you have people come to you and maybe they're not eating as clean as they think they are or eating more than they think they are, you know, how does that food log sort of convict them and open their eyes to what's actually happening with their bodies, not only macro wise, but calorically?
1: A lot of times what I like to do with them, because they're in these habits of eating these foods that aren't as good for them for so long that initially I'm not even going to worry as much about that food log and having them focus so much on that as I am what can we do to do simple habit changes rather than saying let's take this out because I don't like working towards that negative as much it's like can we add in a piece of fruit here naturally if Shouldn't say naturally but for the most part if you're adding something in that person's going to just remove something that they would normally have right so i do a lot more as far as let's add this healthy thing in and over time this Bad thing just kind of starts falling away.
0: Yeah, and And psychologically, that makes a lot more sense, right? Yeah. Because the minute you tell your brain, "Hey, you cannot have this," it's the first thing you want.
1: Exactly. And and the other thing with it too is most people are also not drinking enough either. So a lot of times, I'll just have them start just adding a little bit more water to their daily habit as well, which will naturally, you know, get them consuming a little bit less, especially on those people that are. Eating a lot of that crap.
0: Right, and then the food log comes into play heavily when you really want to understand why you're gaining or why you're approaching your targets or why you aren't. Yes. I think people forget Pearson's Law uh, many times in that basically it says that, you know, that which is tracked improves and that which is tracked and reported back improves exponentially. <laughs> so in a way, right, you're basically forcing them to institute Pearson's Law and then they have to show you, right, so there's that accountability. It's a lot of aspect.
1: accountability, yes. Yeah,
0: and I think that really you know, in terms of really wanting to create the result, that's like the magic sauce.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, too, that I love about food logs, especially if it's someone that is eating fairly good but has a tendency to want to cheat, they have to manually enter that. So they've entered all this healthy stuff. Or lie. Or lie. lie. (laughs) (laughs) But it always shows on the measurements. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, essentially it's like you have to... If you want to truly do better for yourself, you have to own up to the fact that you did eat that, and it's there in the log.
0: Mm -hmm. And so last question, as always, when you're on the show is, how does knowing this help us become highly functional?
1: I think with the meal prep, meal planning, it takes less mental energy in the long term, and so I think it just allows us to function as better individuals throughout the day.
0: There you have it, guys. You heard it here on Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer on behalf of Dr. Brian Schulman brown signing off. Be sure and check out her website at getyourfixpt.com. Come CrossFit with us at crossfitnorthphoenix.net and check hardwater.com for all your apparel needs. And until then, we will see you in the next episode.